And we are live with Radio Law Talk. And as you can imagine, nothing is worse than when the lightning has messed up our computer and it won't even play. Wait a minute. Maybe this time. Hold on. Let's see. How do you have to reboot? The, hold on. Picture a guy in there, the, the mad scientist with his zzz on his head, and he's got on this thing computer. That's Cal right Reboot. Now. Reboot. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Go. I think. Let's, right. Here we go. Let's see. Here we go. There we go. There's our music, Cal. Unbelievable. Cal, uh, uh, I've, I've just written you up. You're, uh, this is your first warning. First the following warning. is a live copyrighted <laughs> presentation. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. It all goes well. It's nowhere near as memorable. This is great. No, we're, we have fun on Radio Law Talk. This is live radio. That's what makes it so fun is live radio. And we've got so much to talk about this time. You know, and I've, I've talked about this before, but but we have so much to do and talk about that we just can't cover it all. I mean, we got about we got issues of Meatloaf uh, case, and that is Meatloaf the singer. We've got a, a judge ruling on Bobby Brown's uh, case uh uh, on the Whitney about Whitney Houston documentary, we've got the 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 Oakland Raiders and the NFL uh, slash City of Oakland lawsuit that's interesting. We've got we're going to talk about bail for rich people uh, that issue and a divorced dad that that's uh, trying to get uh, something on the ballot right. And we're going to talk about that. There's so, but what we're going to do this time, we're going to do a, a little bit different. A lot of times we get into this stuff. And we just just get deep into it. And we're not going to do it this time. Let's just quickly touch on a lot of stuff. This Sounds time. good to me. Let's just do a speed dating round. You know the speed dating? Todd, I, have you ever been to one of those? I've heard of it, never done it. Okay, speed dating is when you're sitting there <laughs> I, and you've got <laughs> two minutes. Two minutes to talk to your date on the, on the next table. And that's we're going to do speed Radio Law Talk. But before we do that, we always do what's called case or no case, which Cal, our illustrious producer, is trying to trick us on uh, whether or not uh, he has a real case or if it's a fake case, what the outcome is. We get points for it. And the winner of the points at the end with 50 points uh, between the three of us, the other individuals. So that means when I win. (laughs) So we're going to have to get Todd and uh, Denise will buy me a steak dinner and lobster at my restaurant I want to go to, or they'll make it for me. But I will tell you right now, I will not allow you to make it for me. I'm going to a restaurant, and I'm going to make you guys pay. Hmm. Remember that when you lose. Seems a little mean-spirited. Just remember it when he loses. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Watch the win. Here we go, Cal. I'm going to win this one. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. I reconfigured that player so fast. I don't know what. Is it a Windows 10? Anyway, never mind. And now Case or No Case. Dalton Chiscombe, C-H-I-S-C-O-L-M, is angry at the Bank of America. Very, very angry. He deposited some checks from his work into his account. He's an independent contractor. So uh, he thought he did. But Bank of America put them into another person's account. And this irritated Mr. Dalton so much that he called them and called them and called them. And then he called them again. And then he did all of that repeatedly. The calls were frustrating for him and irritating to the staff at his local branch. And the matter, they said, would take several days to be resolved. And he said, you can't do that. I've got checks out. They're going to bounce. i got payroll. I'm paying people. You can't do this to me. So Mr. Chiscombe went and got an extra dose of blood pressure medication and wondered, <laughs> wondered if he might have a case. And so I ask you, and I guess we get to start with the uh, lovely Miss Dirks now. I ask you, case. No, wait, it's, no, it's Fred's turn to go first. No, no it's, no, it's Denise. Denise. You're right, you're right. Yeah. And so I ask you, Denise, is this a case or is it no case? Okay, so this is a case where they potentially are guilty of diverting funds from his account into another account right. or negligence that they put it into the wrong account. And the way you've stated it is that B of A is at fault in this. 
Um, so if, in fact, B of A is at fault in this, does he have a case against them? And what's a reasonable period of time for them to be able to return the money to him um, so that he doesn't have a case um, for them? And the only thing you said was, did they ultimately return the money into his account? Well, now, that would be something we'd have to determine on the resolution of the case, isn't it? Okay, perhaps. No case. No case, okay. Uh, Fred, what say you? Uh, I think this is a real scenario that happens quite often out in the world and not necessarily with Bank America, with many, many banks. And I think uh, this is uh, something that Cal just said, you know what, uh, I'm tired of this happening to people and I'm going to bring it up as a case and make a statement. We are not here to slander Bank of America or say anything no. negative about them no. because it could be any bank that this occurs. And this is no case. It is just a scenario that happens all the time. I'm with Denise. And I want to say that B of A is, has to mitigate his damages. So if, if checks come through um, and he gets uh, fines or, or, or penalties or whatever for those checks, service charges, whatever, they would put him to zero. So they would mitigate their damages. So ultimately, he wouldn't have damages. Okay. Of course, you know, one of these things, they have a tendency to go down arrow. So I pay Todd with a with a because now my account's bad. Todd pays his bills. Now her account's bad. His checks bounce. Yeah. I mean, it can be a real nightmare. Mr. I guess, I guess the scenario there, Cal, is don't keep a low balance, right? Well, <laughs> that's everyone's goal. Yeah. <laughs> don't write a $1,000 check if you have $1,001 in your account. Oh, come on. 1015 Mr. Yeah, Cunin, yeah. what say you? Cal, can I ask a question really quick? What's you, the point? What's the point total? Uh, well, the point total of I have it is with you with uh, 17. Okay. Denise with 25. And Fred Penny with 31. And That's both of No, he, he got two points too. We all won. So he's got 33. 33. Yeah. And my colleagues right. have both said. Um, no right. case. That's what they said. They yeah. both said no case. Yeah, no case. Yeah. You gotta go. Oh, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Case and plaintiff wins. That and and I'm doing it based solely on points because I am so far behind. It's all that I can do. And you know what? That is sometimes a legal strategy. Regardless of the merits of the case, you look at it and say, "What's our bottom line here? Fish or cut bait? All right, let's get out of this. Get into it. Whatever. I'm going case. Plaintiff prevails." All right, fair enough. Well, I, th I think that's interesting, and I think I can actually, I, well, I could put this to rest now. But do it. Let's do it. Get um, rid of it. But it's no we got, fun No, we've got too I much to that. talk about. All right, fine. I'm going to do it. Get it fine. <laughs> A little, okay. Uh, anyway. No, I didn't get it. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> two minutes. Two minutes, okay. Get it done. Those of you who say this is not a case, may I see by show of hands, Oh, oh, Todd, you got oh, your point. I got at least one point. All right. Now. B of A wins because of mitigation of damages. Here's, here's what's interesting. Mr. Chiscombe sued the Bank of America in federal court for $1,784 billion trillion. Oh, billion trillion. <laughs> yes. Oh, that, that makes he it better. He filed it himself, an amount larger than the planet's gross domestic product. Along with the absurd amount, Chiscon demanded that the money be deposited into his account the following day with an additional $200 million for his troubles. However, Bank of America simply made the matter right, resolved the case, paid all of his back check uh, charges, helped his other customers, uh, his people downstream, so that they didn't get hammered so badly. And so, Mr. Kunin, the way I see this, you get a point out of this. And uh, Fred and Denise, uh, they... Doesn't he get two points? He said that they, no, he uh, wins. No, plaintiff oh, wins. Oh, defendant. Defendant wins. Yeah. Defendant I mean, mitigated well, all yeah, the defendant damages. Mitigated, so it was really but is it mitigated? He had to file the lawsuit. Did they give him his, his filing fee back? Of... He, he got everything back. They yeah. took care of everything. Nice. So they basically said, you know what, you're right, we messed up, and we're sorry we messed up, and... And gosh, you're such a good customer, and you're so kind to us. So what? Well, good job, Bank of America. Good and, job, Bank of America. Yeah, they settled. So, that uh, sounded like a strategic amount he was seeking to keep it from being removed to, I don't know, the judgment bar of the <laughs> Almighty. Exactly. All I gotta say is hold on to your britches, because guess why? It's speed, not dating, but speed legal issues. We'll be back. Thanks for listening to Radio Law Talk. And remember, you can stream us anytime you want on radiolawtalk.com, either via podcast or when we are live, 9 to noon Pacific time. 
All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo. But first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? All right, then. Well, uh, Denise, you go ahead. Non uti consilius me oriere por questus purpurium juris consult. Latin, that's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English, if that's okay. Fred, how about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here? Well, we could, I guess. Uh, uh, Chris? I'm not going to be there anyway. Why have me do it? Let's, Let's have, have Todd, Todd do it. it. Me? <laughs> read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <clears throat> The information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general... The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on radiolawtalk.com as well. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on radiolawtalk.com and on your favorite radio station. You know, we love getting emails from our listeners, and uh, we try to do the best we can to uh, talk about them, but there's just, uh, we can't, we just can't, uh, you know, talk about every single email. We never be able to get through our topics, but here's an interesting email from somebody that said the following. Could you talk about lawsuits filed by spouses for intentional infliction of emotional distress? Since most states are no fault, are you 
seeing more spouses turning to civil court to see remedies for physical abuse, emotional abuse, narcissistic abuse, and or financial abuse. And that is right up Denise's alley. Again, let me repeat this. We are not giving legal advice. We do not give legal advice. Seek counsel from your local attorney due to the fact that we are all over the United States. And uh, the three of us do uh, have uh, state bars of California. Make sure that you just uh, just talk around the table, dinner table about this. But Denise, in general, what what's the situation there? Well, in, ge- in general. Yeah, we got to get your mic on. We'll put your mic on. <laughs> in general, um, uh, California is a good example because it's a no-fault state. And in California, there are not more civil suits from spouses against their former spouses arising uh, out of um, intentional infliction of emotional distress. In California, it takes domestic violence laws take the place of that type of, of civil suit. So domestic violence can be somebody that's physically trying to hurt someone or intentionally or recklessly. Uh, it can be sexual assault. It can be um, making some your spouse afraid that they're going to be hurt. Um, it's behaviors like harassing, stalking, threatening, hitting, disturbing someone's peace, or destroying somebody's personal property. It can also be financial abuse, where one spouse is taking advantage of the other spouse financially or holding back finances so that other spouse is not being taken care of. Remember in, in New York, what we talked about last week was they had uh, false states, and one of that was extreme cruelty. That would fall under that. So in domestic violence cases in that involve spouse specifically in California, you can actually go and get your damages um, through that mechanism, and you can get some emotional injury damages, and also you can get the costs for hospital stays. You could get the costs for any kind of treatment you have to have, including counseling or any kind of things that you need to remedy the damages that are given. So I don't see any rise in the level of civil complaints, uh, not in terms of the um, divorce context. It's more um, rising in the domestic violence categories. Great, great. That's why we have the... Uh... The wonderful Denise Dirks, family law lawyer, sitting next to us. We're gonna, again, we are doing the speed dating, the speed legal issues here. Sports Entertainment Law Insider, uh, uh, sportslawinsider.com uh, notes that the Raiders are prevailing in a lawsuit against the city of Oakland. What is going on, those of you who don't know, is the city of Oakland and the Oakland Raiders definitely are not getting along and the because the Oakland Raiders moved to Las Vegas and as of 2020 the Raiders will be playing in Las Vegas and oh my gosh I have seen part of that 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 building go up and actually I saw it when it was almost nothing but I'm watching it online it, and and seen it seen the uh, the renderings what a beautiful beautiful stadium that's going in and so there's lawsuits that basically the city of Oakland tried to say Look, you pulled this from us, and now we lost tax revenue. That, that's right. The, the lawsuit was not seeking to stop the move. It was not. What their lawsuit was, a claim that the NFL violates the antitrust statutes of the United States by capping currently the number of NFL teams at 32. And because you cap it, when we lose the Raiders, we will not be able to get that tax revenue that we anticipate that we would have gotten. And and that's the damages we have, and it's a violation of antitrust. Even the Department of Justice weighed in on this one, by the way. And the plaintiff objected to that, but the Department of Justice says, hey, you talk about federal law, we get to talk too. And ultimately, the judge hearing this case tossed it on the grounds of antitrust. He said, you can't you can't file this based upon prospective income of 240 million. However, did throw the plaintiff a bone. They have until September 9th to amend their complaint to allege something that is recognizable in court. Right. In other words, the damages as a result of lost revenue was too speculative also, and it did not rise to a level of a lawsuit under the antitrust. That's right. So it's a it's a temporary win for the Raiders, and if they make it past the 9th of September without an amendment, it will be a permanent win for them. Raiders win. Raiders win. You don't hear that very often. Exactly. You didn't last year. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> all I gotta say, all I gotta say is this is speed. We're all about speed today. Meatloaf is one of my favorite things to eat. Is meatloaf, and I'm telling you, my mom made the greatest meatloaf 
in the world. <laughs> if you ever ate my mom's meatloaf, you would die and say, oh, there's just nothing better. And when you get married, you always have to be very careful of your spouse, reminding them how good your mother's meatloaf was. And then my wife had her own meatloaf recipe, and I'm going to tell you this. Hers beats my mom, and I've been eating my wife's meatloaf for 34 years, and it is wonderful. has nothing to do with meatloaf, the singer, but I thought when I bring up food, I have to talk about it because I'm on a diet now, and I'm hangry. So <laughs> other than that, uh, meatloaf. Guys, tell me. Okay, the fa- one of their famous you know, meatloaf is a singer. By the way, if you don't know much about meatloaf, he was a former football player, a high school football player, a good football player. He's a big dude. And he just decided, you know what? I like this football thing, but I'm going to sing because I think I get more girls with singing than playing football. And he, and his career kind of took off. And the biggest, one of his biggest uh, sell, uh, sellers was uh, the Bad Out of Hell. And then, exactly. And, and then there's one that he he did this song called "I Would Do Anything for Love." Yes. So. Uh... Yeah, go ahead, Denise. Well, I, I just so what happens is he has this song that comes out, and it comes out in 1993, and it it sells 14 million copies around the world. That's have you, a lot. Denise, have you seen uh, or Todd? Have you seen the video? The video, of that? Yes. yes. Phenomenal video. Yes, it's really good. Uh, I just thought that was so. Great. And go ahead. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. But anyway, Meatloaf, really quick, really quick. We're going to talk more about Meatloaf and why he's being sued for I'll Do Anything for Love. What, what, we just, we're just so on top of it today. It just feels good. It's it, like, is it the 13th, Friday the 13th? Yeah, it feels like everything's uh, 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 uh. We'll be back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you're one of those independent people who want your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376, that's 800-918-1376. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, Managing Attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. 
Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills, eating and eating, and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone. Like nobody else could possibly understand. We understand. We're Overeaters Anonymous, and we have helped thousands of people just like you. People who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy, rewarding life. Overeaters Anonymous, help me get my life back. Now I eat in a way that's healthy and good for me. I never realized what I was missing out on. With OA, I am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at oa.org. Are you serious? Radio Law Talk. Now, back to the show. You know, we're always up to date on everything. We always try to catch you up, like on Epstein thing that happened today. And another one just rolled in. I have to tell you, it is so important. This is more important than anything. Wayne Newton is hit with a lawsuit over a monkey bite. And I'm not talking about, you know, a kiss. This is, uh, he's being sued by a Las Vegas woman who claimed that his pet monkey bit and injured her during an invited visit to his mansion. This was about two years ago. She's asking at least $15,000 in damages. So, this is a very important thing we should follow. Those of you who are out there dealing with the important things of life, this is more important. The monkey bite lawsuit, and we will follow up with that later on. Don't touch Wayne's monkey. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. Well, the interesting part about it is the uh, the response to the suit, the Mrs. Newton said, we didn't even live there then. We sold the house by the time the, the this bite occurred, so what are you suing me for? And the lady says, well, uh, so anyway, that's a lot of interesting <laughs> Maybe it's stuff. not their monkey. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's not Wayne's monkey. It's someone else's. Maybe somebody else pulled the car into the lake. Wait a hey, minute. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's talk Let's talk about meatloaf. We already talked about meatloaf. Oh, yeah, we talked about meatloaf. Uh, so we've got. Yep, there it is. We, we, I love this song. Are we still talking about meatloaf? Yes. Okay, so. The, this is the song. Yeah, I know. I thought, I thought we put it to rest. But, uh, yeah, oh, I mean, the settlement yeah. was. Uh, so they reached a settlement. And in the settlement here, it was both sides paid their own attorney's fees. Right. Any allegations, cross-complaints, original complaints dismissed with prejudice. They can't be filed again. And both sides pay their own costs. So I brought something up important during the break. And that does not mean we were kind of insinuating, oh, that means that they just all walked away. But that's a standard release. It is. A general release in a case like personal injury is everyone pays their own costs. Everyone... You know, uh, covers their their attorney's fees, et cetera, et cetera. That does not mean there wasn't a significant amount of money paid. We don't know about it. That's just what I wanted to bring up. And one thing we do know is this: the, the basic framework for this settlement was agreed to back in February. And it took a long time for them to get there. Now, I'm going to read the tea leaves. I've used that 
uh, phrase too much today. But uh, I'm going to speculate here that on the heels of the Led Zeppelin copyright case getting legs again in the appellate court, and on the heels of the verdict against Katy Perry that went to trial, um, the defendant, Meatloaf, probably had a vested interest in saying, you know what, let's just get this done. I don't want the plaintiff to change their mind if we've reached some sort of an agreement to now say, oh, my gosh, people are winning at trial. Let's go ahead and torpedo this agreement and take it to trial on the heels of those. They worked really quickly. They got this settlement done, and we don't know the terms of it because neither side would return calls for comment. So there's probably a non-disclosure agreement uh, burrowed in there, but... That one is done. Whitney Houston, her former husband, is a guy by or uh, they were they married? They were married. Oh yeah, yes. they were married. married. They got divorced. I, I just want to make sure. Uh, Bobby Brown and her uh, children are bringing a lawsuit against Showtime and the BBC because they did a documentary called "Can I Be Me" on Whitney Houston, and basically they bring this complaint in uh, the New York federal court claiming that they used information that is basically copyrighted, they have the rights to, and that they should not have used that information. Um, and right now, Judge Colleen McMahon dismissed the lawsuit. Why, you guys? Why did she dismiss it? You know? Well, mainly she dismissed it because um, this is a documentary. This is based on life rights, if you will. Uh, Bobby Brown and his deceased daughter's estate they don't have the right to every single piece of their their life um, and claim that you can't use it for you know publicity purposes when it's a documentary. Uh, a lot of times that um, there are constitutionally protected expressive works and when it is a matter of public interest that uh, somebody situated like the Browns should not be able to come in and stop the documentaries from occurring because they don't have rights to their own life rights. They may have certain pieces of their publicity rights that they have, but this is a historical um, documentary and it's uh, of public interest. And one interesting thing also is that this was a New York case, a, a case in a federal court in New York, but they had to apply California law. They had to apply the California rights to common law right of publicity because that's where things took place here. And one of Brown's complaints was, well, look, it, this because I'm used here, this is going to seem like somehow I have authorized the comments. I have authorized the content that comes out. And the judge rejected that argument saying, by stating at the beginning of the program that this is an unauthorized documentary, the viewer knows that these are not comments you have adopted. So your claim there does not hold water, and his consent was not needed for them to put this production on. Right. It, it, Brown also pled contract and tortious interference claims promised on his deal for Bravo uh, reality series that he had being Bobby Brown. And the court also dismissed that and said that there's no contractual restrictions. And if and the court also said that's a California issue, you bring it up in California that, if you want to bring that lawsuit. That's right. Said, uh, I'm not going to deal with that here. Yes. You are free to bring that in state court. Again, we're still on the speed dating and speed law right now. <laughs> bail for rich people. What about bail for rich people? I don't, I don't, you know, bail in California, they try to get bail thrown out where people, they try to pass a law where, you know, you can't post bail. And they think, claiming that it's for rich people only that can bail themselves out and the poor people can't, so they sit in jail. Todd, what's the latest on that? Well, here's the argument. You know, if let's say you committed offense and bail is set at in California, bail is set at a million dollars. I'll just pull that one out of thin air. It's set at a million dollars. Well, what do you really have to come up with if you're charged with that offense? What you have to come up with is only 10% because the bail agent, if they'll cover it that high, is going to come up with the other 90%. So then you come up with 10%, give your bail agent 100,000 bucks, they put the other 900,000 up, the court gets the full million, and if you skip bail, then the bail agent has to go out and get you. You're not out the full million, which arguably undercuts the whole purpose, the argument is, for bail to begin with, which is you, the defendant, need to have the carrot to come to court because if you don't, you don't get your money back. Well, under the bail scheme you've got now, when you pay that 10% to the bail agent, you never get it back. 
That's their cost of doing business. And so the argument here has been, well, all right, so then only the rich people can get bail. Because if you're some poor guy who commits a similar offense and you make minimum wage, how are you going to come up with that 100000 bucks to make bail? Right. And so that's the argument that it only applies to rich people. Now, another one was these folks that proposed to be able to say, well, what if I pay for my own private security? So I am held in custody. I'll pay for the guards and everybody to keep me at my house. In some circumstances, that has been a term and condition. And there was a recent case, uh, the, the United States versus Bustani, where the Second Circuit said that favors rich people, in essence. We're not going to allow that to happen under that circumstance because – what private individual who make again makes minimum wage can own, can pay for their own security so that they can live at their house but they did throw one caveat out there if the reason for bail is because and this is an Epstein type thing if the reason for setting the high bail amount is because you are so wealthy that you represent a flight risk you got the money to just take off and fly under those circumstances, you would they would allow you to mitigate bail being set high because of your wealth by you using that wealth to pay for the own private security. If the reason for setting it high was because you're rich and you can go anywhere, then you can mitigate it by doing that. Most people don't have bail set high for them because they've got so much money they can go anywhere. It's the only exception. They're trying to neutralize it so bail is fair. And then in the Epstein case, the court there denied him bail, even under those terms and conditions that he was trying to request. They, they just didn't trust him. He, he represented a flight risk that well, he yes. would take off. Well, he's got, you know, he's out of, it is the U.S. Virgin Islands, but he has his own planes. He could take off in a matter of minutes on his plane and go anywhere in the world, basically. So that that's the reason why he's a flight risk. Absolutely. They take they take your passport. You can still get on your own plane and fly, yeah. grease the skids, pay some money to somebody, and you're gone. Yeah. yeah, but what I found interesting about this decision is that bail decisions are reviewed for clear error. Now, that's a whole different review standard than I've seen that is more of a, a you know, a, they can review them de novo, which means review them like it's a new issue, or they can have some deference to the under court. Um, clear error is a lot of deference for the court, for the trial court. Well, we're going to yeah, go. That, yeah, that, that's our speed. That's our speed. Uh, speed law, man. We usually do speed dating, speed law. Todd needs speed dates, but he's doing speed law right now. When we come back, uh, Denise is going to talk about uh, a divorce proposals uh, a support initiative. That's going to be really interesting. And then more important than that, we're going to do quick takes. We'll be right back with your host, Fred Penny, Todd and Denise. This is Radio Law Talk. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to prolawfirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to prolawfirms.com. That's prolawfirms.com. Prolawfirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. 
If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Going to quick quack car wash, get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds in the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Wash a hundred feet of cloth, washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick whack them, spruce her up, just like that. You'll be happy, looking snappy, you'll be glad you was asked a quick whack. Car wash it on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick whack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck. Get on the road and come visit the dock. Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. I'm a veteran. We hit a mine in Vietnam. When I came home, I didn't know where to turn. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My victory's been never giving up hope. My wife is always there to remind me we have a life to live. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran, but after I got out, I spent two years alone and homeless. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was finding the support to get back on my feet. Now I'm getting things right with my family. I finally admitted, with my PTSD, I wasn't doing well. But there's more to be done, and more victories to be won. Now I wish I'd found DAV sooner. I am a veteran. My victory is just enjoying each day. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. So you're telling me there's a chance. Oh, come on. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. Yeah, divorce and spousal support uh, initiative. There's an initiative going on, Denise. What is that all about? Well, it, this is in California, and this is the second time that this person uh, who was a divorce dad um, tried to gather signatures to get the issues of divorce and spousal support on the ballot for the voters to vote. And he's trying to, okay, under California law, um, a spouse has a duty to support the other spouse. And um, at the marital standard of living, um, you know, during the marriage that was established during the marriage, and this is both during the marriage, but also after the parties separate and are divorced. Um, you generally speaking, um, that amount of money will have to go for one half the length of the marriage, unless the marriage is presumed to be long term, which is 10 years or longer. So that's the law that he's trying to change, and he's trying to get it so that alimony or spousal support, as it's also known, um, will only be paid five years. Now, the difficulty with this is right away you see under our traditional family structure uh, that may not be still in place today, but it still has its place today. Um, it was the, the primary caretaker stayed home, took care of the kids, and didn't necessarily ever be able to achieve a career that would allow that person to um, live at the marital center of living after the divorce. So the, our, our laws are designed to protect that person, whether it's a female or a male. And what I can say is a lot of times people get divorced in their mid-50s, early 60s, even sometimes later than that. And the, the, uh, the spouse that has never been allowed to have that career, not allowed, but could, did never achieve a career outside of the home that would allow them to meet the marital standard of living would be very, you know, um, they would have a very difficult time trying to find work because of their age, perhaps. They would have a difficult time to find work because they don't lack or they lack the, um, the 
capacity, not capacity, but you know, the skills and that type of stuff to get work. And I think that, you know, cutting off at five years is something that should not happen, to be honest. But he's he's got to get 623,212 registered voters by February 3rd, 2020, to qualify the initiative for the ballot. My biggest concern about this initiative and, and the initiative process in general is this. This is this is a complicated issue about determining what should be done. And maybe maybe alimony needs to be readdressed. I, I think it probably does, the, how things are calculated. But... It needs to be readdressed, and the law needs to be drafted by folks that can sit down and actually dig into it and do what's best for all parties involved, as opposed to leaving it up to people that know nothing more about the issue than that what they read on a voter information card or that little notice you get from the uh, registrar in your county or heaven forbid, these are the ones that really get me the phone calls that come from one person to another as they're filling out their absentee ballot hey denise you're you you handled divorce what should i do on this one and they give no thought for it at all the initiative process concerns me i've seen that happen in other things in the past this one should just should be flushed out fleshed out a little bit more than going about it this way yeah the good thing about the initiative process i'll I'll just say the other side is that it does get the public talking about the issue and we do need to have general discourse on these type of of um initiatives and we need to have our public talking about the issues that are being presented to them and, and, and it gives the public a way to address something that might need, legally need to change when your elected representatives refuse to do it. It's just a shame that in something like this, it would maybe have to go to the initiative process when more people should really be looking at this to make sure that the law covers more of the variables. And the person that is doing the initiative clearly has an underlying kind of bias oh, because yeah. he basically has come out and stated, I spent thousands and thousands of dollars on this issue at trial so he has a particular beef at stake and it's not necessarily i think well thought out to um that will meet most people's needs when they're going through a divorce i think his concern also is at least his claim the way he's trying to put an emotional peg on it is well you know i could i could pay for my kids to go to a private school with the amount of money i paid lawyers to resolve my my, yeah, but alimony, attacking which... your spouse's alimony is not paying lawyers. I mean, when you stop and you think about it, he's actually saying that a supporting spouse should only have to pay for five years, even if it's a long-term marriage. And that's a very difficult sell, I think. I, look, I'm, I, I think that there are things that do need to be changed. Denise, you and I were talking about this earlier today. For example, um, I'm divorced. When we got divorced, everything was split pretty much down the road. We didn't have an alimony issue. The custody between me and my children, 50-50. But at the time, I made more money than my former spouse. So even though it was 50-50, I still have to pay child support based upon that. And I am listed as the non-custodial parent. Now, that kind of bugs me in the sense that it sends this idea that you're not there, you're not – the kids spend 50%, maybe even more sometimes at my place in the summer because we're having a good time, but I'm listed as a non-custodial parent. That's, that would be what they call a microaggression, something that's small, but they start to add up. I do think that some of the framework needs to be changed to represent the family dynamic that exists today, not necessarily what it was in the 40s, 50s, 60s when people got divorced and dad went from uh, – home every day to I see them every other weekend and most of the time there's a babysitter there anyway so um, it, it, it should change but yeah, I think lang- what he's proposing is a little radical yeah the, the the language should change because we tend to talk about a supporting spouse or a supported spouse in the context of alimony or spousal support in the context of child support we're not talking about that we're talking about custodial versus non-custodial and the reason they have that tagline is because a, a marriage is not always involved mm-hmm. so when you have a the Department of Child Support Services involved, they basically, Department of Child Support Services is your petitioner, and then your defendant is the non-custodial parent, and then the other parent is listed. They probably should not do that. They probably need to say not non-custodial, but they should say supporting parent, and they should say other parent. I think that's smarter, mm-hmm. and that avoids the tagline that I'm a you know deadbeat dad or that I'm not having custody of my child. 
Hey, okay, so yeah, there's a couple of, there's one more thing we want to talk about, but I, I don't know that we have a lot of time to discuss it, but th- there's recently, if, if those of you don't know how the system works, in the United States, there's a couple of different judicial systems. Believe it or not, Indian tribes have their own judicial system because they're a country within a country. And the way they have what's called the JAG or the military has their own basic court system also. So there's a famous case that is becoming famous that CNN just came out uh, today with this article on um, individual gal who was raped when she was in the military by one of her superiors and she recorded the confession. When he, you know, later on, years later, they call and talk to one another, and he doesn't know it, but they're sitting in a, uh, uh, she's sitting in a car with some other military personnel, and she records him basically saying, yes, I raped you. And what's happening here is in the military, apparently there's no statute of limitation when it comes to rape. Now it's going up on appeal, and apparently he won on appeal on that issue, and the issue is whether or not it's going to go to the Supreme Court, which it probably will, to determine whether or not, number one, about the recording issue, but mainly whether or not the, the big issue is whether or not you can bring a rape case and if there's a statute of limitation on it. That's right. Uh, typically, there's not. In 1986, most felonies in military had a five-year statute of limitations. In 1986, Congress passed a law saying that anything dealing with the remotely the death penalty, and they included rape cases in that, are not subject to that five-year statute of limitations. And so this guy was tried and convicted, but then later on, the conviction was overturned because another court came in and said, nah. It does apply. But what I want to do is I want to save this yeah. for next week. We're going to talk details about this Got because it. Quick Takes is on right now. All right. I'll start out. My Quick Take is a thank you to the Second Circuit Court of Appeals for your decision in the Sarah Palin case. Not because of the merits of the case, but because it gave me an excuse to Google the name Sarah Palin and research the associated images that came as a result of that search. Thank you. Okay. My quick take is whether you're a Sinclair or a meatloaf, I would do anything for love or for you. But clearly, meatloaf set the boundary by saying... I won't do that. I won't violate your copyright. All I got to say, my quick take is make sure you have millions of dollars of, of, of backups for your studio so something goes wrong with technology. Fred and Cal are not going to have a heart attack. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Radio Law Talk right here on your favorite radio station and, of course, on RadioLawTalk.com. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.